0: The Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy.
1: It's The Sound Kitchen.
0: Ooh, that sounds delicious.
1: You're listening
0: to The Sound Mm, Kitchen. Yummy.
1: And Susan Owens Bees Cooking hello everyone bienvenue and welcome to the sound kitchen where you never know what you'll be served i'm susan owensby it's saturday the 27th of november the 331st day of the year in the gregorian calendar there are only 34 days left until 2022 That means it's time to get your 2022 New Year resolutions to me for our annual New Year show. So put on your thinking caps, get out your pens, and send your 2022 resolutions right on in. Here's Laura Angela with the address. You can write to Susan at the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr. That's the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. In French history, in 511, King Clovis I died at Lutetia. Where's that, you say? Uh Aha! Lutetia is Paris. Named Lutetia by the conquering Romans in the first century BCE, it was home to a Gallic tribe called the, can you guess? the Parisi. In the 5th century BCE, with the establishment of the Merovingian dynasty of French kings, Lutetia, or Lutes in French, became simply Paris. And who established the Merovingian dynasty? Clovis. Clovis. French people still name their sons Clovis, believe it or not, although that's really just a fad and maybe changing as fads do. At any rate, Clovis is very important to French history. We can almost say French history starts with Clovis. He was the first king of the Franks to unite all of the Frankish tribes under one ruler. Clovis changed the form of leadership from a group of petty kings to rule by a single king himself and ensured that the kingship was passed down to his heirs. As noted, Clovis is considered the founder of the Merovingian dynasty, which ruled the Frankish kingdom for the next two centuries. How about that? On this day in 1895, at the Swedish-Norwegian club in Paris, Alfred Noble signed his last will and testament, setting aside his estate to establish the Nobel Prize after he died. And in women's history, on this day in 1968, Penny Ann Early became the first woman to play major professional basketball. She played for the Kentucky Colonels in an ABA game against the Los Angeles Stars. And in 1999, the center-left Labour Party took control of the New Zealand government with leader Helen Clark becoming the first elected female Prime Minister in New Zealand's history. Did that scare ya? All revved up for a good sci-fi film? Although this piece of music is indelibly linked to Stanley Kubrick's 1984 masterpiece, 2001 A Space Odyssey, the piece was written in 1896. In fact, it had its world premiere on this day in 1896 in Frankfurt, Germany. This tone poem by Richard Strauss is based on a book by the German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, and no one really knows what that book is about. Nietzsche himself subtitled it A Book for All and None, but it inspired the German composer Richard Strauss, and it inspired Stanley Kubrick, and this opening bit of Strauss's is often used when one wants to signify a momentous event. Here's a good example. The BBC used the theme in its television coverage of the Apollo space missions. This is the sound kitchen,
0: where you never know what you'll be served.
1: It's true. You never know what you'll hear on the sound kitchen, except one thing. The quiz. On the 6th of November, I asked you a question about female genital mutilation, or FGM, the senseless and violent practice which ruins and often kills many young women. I referred to an article and video RFI English journalist Olya Horton produced about an installation by Owanto, a french Gabonese artist, and her way of looking at it. Accompanying the artworks were audio testimonies of FGM survivors and that was your question I asked you to tell me the number of countries and the number of languages Featured in the audio which accompanies Owanto's paintings The answer is 36 countries, 24 languages As Olia wrote and I quote This collection of audio testimonies collected from FGM survivors from 36 countries in 24 languages lifts the women's experiences out of the private sphere and into the public realm." And the winners are Mrs. Nadira Begum, who's a member of the Shetu RFI listeners club in Naugaon, Bangladesh, and Anand Mohan Bain, the president of the Pariwar Bantu SWL RFI club in Bilai, India. Also on the list of winners this week, RFI club members Saleh Likon from Nilfamari, Bangladesh, and Samir Mukhopadhyay from Kolkata, India. Samir wrote, I am very, very sorry to know about the brutal practice of FGM in this third decade of the 21st century. I think, what is the United Nations, the World Health Organization, and other world women's organizations doing to ban and abolish this brutal and shameful practice? Oh, Sristi, of course FGM is banned by all these organizations, and many countries where it's practiced have also made it illegal. But still... It persists. It is, unfortunately, a heavily ingrained tradition, this mutilation of women and girls. And women do it. Mothers agree to let their daughters be mutilated. In many traditional societies, men will not marry uncircumcised girls. And if they do, their lives are made a living hell in their community. It's a very, very difficult thing to conquer. There are many grassroots organizations of women, of course, who are working in villages to educate mothers. A, so they will not allow their daughters to be circumcised, and B, to educate their sons. That seems to be about the only thing that works. What does someone in a small rural village care about what the WHO in Geneva says? However, it happens all over, not just in small rural villages. I have a girlfriend here in Paris it happened to. Her mother is Spanish, her father Malian. He decreed his daughter should be circumcised, and so she was. There does exist a reconstructive surgery which is being taught and spread across the world, and surgeons do it for free, but it's just getting started. There's a waiting list of 400 women in Nigeria for the surgery at a hospital that performs the surgery, but just one surgeon has been trained so far. My girlfriend had the surgery. She's forgiven her mother and her father. She feels better about herself, but she's been unable to have a relationship. The damage to the psyche is quite severe. She's in her late 40s, so children are out of the question too. It's really a terrible, terrible thing. How can men hate us so much? The last winner for today's quiz comes from Kampala, Uganda, and he's also an RFI Listeners Club member. His name is Kiplangat Nathan Sikor, and he wrote... Thank you for tackling this issue that has long ravaged our society. I confirm to you that FGM is a tradition in my tribe, the Sabini-Sebai tribe in eastern Uganda and it is still being carried out widely. Teenage school-going girls are cut and later married off as soon as they recover from the cut wounds. I am currently writing a play called The Feminine Scars, which I hope will show the world more clearly that girls and women are not second-class citizens, but deserve to be treated with respect and dignity. It depicts a typical Sabini neighborhood where uncircumcised women are treated as outcasts. Thank you, Kiplingat Nathan Secor. I hope your play makes a difference. Already, you're on the right side. May the ears and hearts of those around you and across the world be opened. Congratulations to this week's winners and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Today's question is about a color of our French flag known fondly as Le tricolore, for its three colors of white, red and blue. The shade of blue of our original tricolore was changed from its original dark blue to a lighter blue in 1976 by former president Valéry Giscard d'Estaing. He switched to the lighter blue so that it matched the color of the European flag, which displays yellow stars on a light blue background. But guess what? Macron changed it back and no one noticed. I didn't. Not until I read my colleague David Coffey's article, Macron's covert change of blue to tricolour French flag echoes heroic past. Apparently, hardly anyone noticed. The change was made on the flags placed behind Macron at speeches starting in 2018, and updated on those flying atop the Elysee, the presidential palace, and other presidential buildings starting in 2020. I want you to answer these two questions. What is the name of the new old blue, the dark blue that Macron changed from the light blue? And why? Who does the Elysee say the navy blue color honors? Again, Reread David Coffey's article, Macron's Covert Change of Blue to Tricolor French Flag Echoes Heroic Past, and answer these two questions. What is the official name of the shade of navy blue? And who does the presidential office say this darker shade of blue honors? I posted David's article on the Sound Kitchen and the RFI Club's Facebook pages to help you with the answer. You have until the 13th of December to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on December 18th to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a Ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't wanna get it wrong.
0: Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus 336 Always include your postal mailing address and, if you have one, your RFI Club Membership Number.
1: Stop, sit, relax, listen. This is the sound kitchen. You heard the man. Listen up, you hear me? Get your 2022 New Year's resolutions in. Only two of you have written me so far, and 2022 is right around the corner. So get to it, my friends. Send your resolutions to the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's the Sound Kitchen at (laughs) rfi.fr. My friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the sound kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many thanks to Thibault Baduel for mixing the show and thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about the percentage of over 50s in France in intensive care due to COVID-19 infections as of early November. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. Erwan is off this week, so you're stuck with music from Susan. I've chosen the German-Nigerian singer-songwriter Tokunbo Akinro for you. She has a very nice career. She's won five German jazz awards. I hope you like her writing and singing as much as I do. This is her new June. Enjoy and talk to you all next week. As I stand on the bridge And I watch the
0: seagulls go to know Where my cares are feathers in